Chapter 4 of The Exploits of Juve by Marcella Lane and Pierre Suvestra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 A Woman's Corpse. Well, Juve, I suppose you'll agree with me that Josephine's information was a piece of pure fiction, said Fandor as they turned into the Rue Pigalle. You are talking nonsense, replied Juve. But, protested the other, we arrived punctually at the place appointed, and most assuredly nothing happened there. We were punctual, it is true, but so was Lupart. Josephine's letter gave us two items of information, that her lover would be at Dr. Shallock's house, and that he would rob the safe. Events have proved her correct in one case. As to the second, while he did not break open the safe, nothing proves that he had not had that intention. He may have been frustrated by the unexpected appearance of Dr. Shallock, or he may have discovered that we were following him. At this moment, Fandor pointed out to Juve three men who were running towards them, violently gesticulating. "'What does that mean?' he asked. Before Juve could reply, one of the men, much out of breath, inquired, "'Well, chief!' "'Why, it's Michel and Henri and Lyon.' Then, turning to Fandor, he explained, Three inspectors.' Michel repeated the question. "'Well, chief, what's up?' What do you mean? You've just come from the Cité Frochot, chief. Juve was amazed. Look here, he said. Where do you come from, Michel, the prefecture? No, chief, from the head office of number nine. Then how do you know we were at the Cité Frochot? Taken aback, Michel replied. Why, from seeing you here after the affair. What affair, insisted Juve. Well, chief, it's this way. The three of us were on duty this morning at the Rue Rochefoucauld station. About twenty minutes ago, the telephone rang, and I heard a woman's voice asking in a broken and choked voice if it was the police station. On my answering it was, she begged me to come to the rescue, crying, Murder! I'm dying! What then? questioned Juve. Then I asked who was speaking, but unfortunately Central had cut me off. You made inquiries? Yes, Chief and after a quarter of an hour, Central told me that only one subscriber had called up the police station, the number being 92812, name of Dr. Shallock in the Cité Frochot. I suppose you asked for that number again? I did, but I could get no reply. After a pause, during which Juve was lost in thought, the officer added timidly, We'd better hurry if a crime has been committed. Juve beckoned Michel to him. There are too many of us, he said. You come along, Michel. The other two must go back to the station and be ready to join us in case of need. The two officers and Fandor went hurriedly up the Rue Pigalle and came to a halt by Dr. Shallock's door. A loud ringing brought no reply. It was repeated, and finally a voice cried, Who is there? What's the matter? Open, ordered Juve. To whom do you wish to speak? To Dr. Shallock. And Juve added, Open, it's the police. The police? What the deuce do they want with me? You'll soon find out, answered Michel. Do you suppose we'd be making this row if we were criminals? Doubtless convinced by this reasoning, Dr. Shallock decided at length to open his door. What do you want with me? he repeated. Juve quickly explained matters. We've just had a telephone message to say that some ruffians, possibly murderers, are in your house. "'Murderers!' cried Shallock in amazement. "'But whom could they murder? 
I'm living here alone. At this assertion, Juve, Fandor, and Michel looked at each other, mystified. Well, in any case, we must search your house from top to bottom, said Juve, and added as an afterthought, I suppose you are thoroughly satisfied that we come with honest intentions? Dr. Shalek smiled. Oh, Inspector Juve's features are very well known to me, and I place myself entirely at his disposition. The three men, led by Shalek, ransacked all the rooms on the ground floor, finding nothing suspicious, and then went up to the floor above. I have only three more rooms to show you, gentlemen, said the doctor. My bathroom, my bedroom, and my study. The bathroom disclosed nothing of interest, and Shalek, throwing open the door of another room, announced, My study? Scarcely had Fandor set foot in the study, from which he and Juve had so recently made their escape, when a cry burst from his lips. Dear God, how horrible! The apartment was in the greatest disorder. Overturned chairs bore witness to a violent struggle. One of the mahogany panels of the desk had been partly smashed in. A window curtain was torn and hanging, and the small gas stove was broken. Fandor, at the first glance, saw what appeared to be a long trail of blood extending from the window to the desk. Stepping forward quickly, he discovered the body of a woman frightfully crushed and covered with blood. Dead some time, cried Fandor. The body is cold and the blood already congealed. Juve tranquilly examined the room and took in his tragic horror. The telephone apparatus is overturned, he muttered to himself. There has been a struggle between the victim and the murderer. Ah, theft was the object of the crime. Theft? cried Dr. Shalek, coming forward. Look, doctor, your safe has been overturned, broken in, and ransacked, answered Juve as he and Fandor cautiously lifted the woman. The body was a mass of contusions, and appeared to be one large wound. Juve turned to the doctor, who, livid with consternation, was holding up a small gray linen bag which had contained his bonds. Come, doctor, calm yourself and give us some information. Can you make anything of it? Nothing, nothing, I heard nothing. Who is this woman? I don't know her. Fandor pointed to a small shoe lying in a corner. A fashionable woman, he said. Quite so, was Juve's reply. And putting his hands on Shalek's shoulders, he inquired, A friend of yours? A mistress, eh? Come now, don't deny it. Deny? protested the doctor. Deny what? You are not accusing me, are you? I know nothing of what has taken place here, and, as you see, have been robbed in the bargain. Is she a patient of yours? I don't practice. A visitor, perhaps. No one has been to see me today. It is not your maid? No, I tell you. I am living here all by myself. Have you noticed this? put in Michel, as he gave Juve a handkerchief on which some viscous grayish substance was spread in thick layers. Shoemaker's wax, Juve explains, after a brief glance at it. That explains the burns we noticed. The murderer covered his victim's face with a handkerchief to prevent identification. Then turning to Fandor, he went on in a low tone. But it doesn't explain how and when the crime was committed. Less than an hour ago, we were in this very room, and the burgling of the safe alone would have taken fully an hour. Michel, ignorant of this fact, was for arresting the doctor. Look here, he said sharply to Shalek. We've had enough yarns from you. Now tell us the truth. 
But, but God, I have told you the truth, cried Shalik. And you heard nothing, although you were only a few yards away? Nothing at all. I sat up working very late last night. When I went to bed, nothing had happened in the least suspicious. Oh, by the way, toward morning I did hear a slight sound. I rose and went over the house, even coming into this room. I found everything in order. That's a likely tale. Here's a proof of what I say. When I returned to the study, I used that candle and sealing wax to seal my letter, which, as you can see, is still here. Your ring at the bell awoke me not more than twenty minutes later, just as I was getting to sleep again. Lies! cried Michel, turning to Juve. Shall I arrest him? The doctor is telling the truth, replied Juve, half regretfully. Shalik seemed very much relieved. Oh, you'll help me, won't you? Get me out of this abominable affair. As a matter of fact, Shalik had accounted for his time with exact truthfulness. Juve crossed the room and drew aside the curtains. Upon the floor he pointed out to Fandor traces of mud. It was there that he and the journalist had stood. Doctor, said Juve at length, I must ask you not to go out this morning. I am going to headquarters to ask them to send experts in anthropometry. We must photograph in detail the appearance of your study. Then I will come back and make an extended inquiry, and I shall want you. Michel, remain here with the doctor. Without further words, Juve, followed by Fandor, left the house of mystery, jumped into the first cab that passed, and, mopping his forehead, cried, It's astounding! This murder presents mysteries worthy of Fantomas himself! End of chapter 4